Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Ivan. And the semi-final placements are beginning. I know, right? We finally have someone who's definitely going for the semi-final. I know. Can you believe it? I can. I just watched the episode. <laughs> the end of series fifty is fast approaching. I oh, don't say it like that. No. Oh, what are we gonna do with our lives once Universe oh, Challenge is over? Nothing. I don't know. Just sit around, wait for series fifty-one. Exactly. We're gonna go back into our cryo isolation tanks and yeah. we'll reappear next July when it starts again. <laughs> yes. So anyway, this week uh, was Warwick versus Maudlin. I know. And in case you're wondering, that seems a bit sudden. Yeah, because Warwick was last week. Yeah. So hey, at the very least, it means that we get to see them again back to back yes yeah and whilst they are dressed a little bit better <laughs> unfortunately they did not action upon our advice from last time oh yes i mean you'll have to stay tuned to the end for best dressed exactly to see the outcome well they're still the semi-finals i'll i'll be i'll forgive them yep. if they do what we suggested by then <laughs> yes but yeah we're not going to talk about the teams again apart from we now have some stats about their cumulative points yes the so more than have 590 points so very far. impressive well, Whereas Warwick have 650. Crazy impressive. And it's an important thing to note, uh, to get to where they are, Warwick has killed two Oxford teams. Killed, murdered, massacred. Well, not quite. I mean, the first one was a bit of a massacre. The second one was a bit more <laughs> close. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so does that mean that they're going to get a Cambridge uh, team uh, on their belt? Mm. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, because you clearly have watched this too, just like us. Yeah, I mean, so if, you're, the if you're listening to this before you watch the episode, <laughs> I mean, you do you, but yeah. this seems like a very weird way to <laughs> watch university to challenge. consume this kind of media yeah i mean the only other thing that i would say is uh, it's interesting that braid was doing a phd in physics is that what you say when you complete a phd or maybe he dropped out yeah, know. it's it's very. Obviously, I don't want to pry because yeah. it's not really our concern. But it's just a very specific thing to say on the show. Yeah, and who knows? But yeah, because normally when you finish, you say I've just completed. Completed, right? So when you when so if he's no longer, is he still a un- student of the university? Is he still? Allowed to compete? Well, norm- normally you're not, but like Pakistan said at the beginning of yeah. this second round, it's they've relaxed their rules about whether or not you've completed your degree or finished your degree. Yeah, because a bunch of people have graduated. So. Yeah, because I think normally they record all the stuff in the early part of the year yeah. just to, you know, mm-hmm. give people time to focus on, you know, actually doing their university stuff and yeah. not having to balance that on top of finals and thesis yeah. writing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, so moving on. So this match I thought was actually a lot closer than it seemed because yeah. Warwick, as usual, they really seemed to dominate. But at the end, it was just a 40-point difference, which is, you know, it's just two starter questions, a few correct bonuses. So actually, Maudlin did a really, really good job at, at well, giving Warwick a good contest, I thought. For sure, for sure. And um, Michael Cohn commented on Twitter last week that at the end of their match against Warwick mm. Paxman said off the air that that match was closer than what the scores would suggest Yeah, and I think it's doubly true here mm. so you know, well done uh, off the top to, to Morland saying you know whilst I feel like it's getting clear that unless something major happens to Warwick that they're looking like favourites to get the title yeah I, I would say so yeah we should not discount that Morland put up one hell of a fight they did they did on the way here they were excellent and it's shown by the fact that they got the first buzz correct mm-hmm and they got two out of three corrects, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, not bad. But unfortunately, Warwick immediately take the lead when yeah. they get the next one. And and I also thought that Maudlin took a bit too long on the bonuses. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Warwick, I think Rout was very efficient and he just very quickly steered the three the, steered his team through all the bonuses. Oh, he always has been. Even yeah. when, you know, they don't know. I feel like he's more than any other captain able to say, 
You're very clear. Do you have any idea, any at all? Very, very quickly. Once, twice, three times, gone. You know, we've observed this before as well. Exactly. So we're just reinforcing that this is something which they have been using to advantage. It helps especially overcome any shortcomings they might have in terms of knowledge. Mm. Because there's definitely still certain areas where you can tell they don't know very much. Mm. Yeah, This is how we found out that apparently none of them have seen any (laughs) Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. I was very, very surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, they got the questions right, but it was because they got it right from the STEM-related questions, not yeah, because from their of maths and physics knowledge, rather than from uh, watching the films. No, duh. Of course, it's a tesser. <laughs> I thought are you living under a rock. Yeah, the Power Stone. Duh. And I don't know if it means that uh, they've really not been watching that much uh, movies, which is you know their prerogative, mm-hmm. or maybe because they're a fairly young team, apart from I guess routes, which is the target audience for Marvel. See, Avengers, you think that? Isn't it? But I think it's more the target audience for our age group, which are millennials. Mm-hmm. I think Gen Z, they're not necessarily being targeted. Perhaps, um, perhaps. At least for the first Avengers, they would have been a little bit too young to have seen it in cinema. Mm. So yeah. either they've been the ones who have not taken part in the big cultural event, mm. or we're old. And I know which one I, I mean, feel slightly better both about. Both of these statements are true. Hey, now. <laughs> so, I mean, just going back, right, I thought that what you said last week about what Maudlin would need to do to kind of succeed against Warwick, I think yeah. it kind of happened. So you, you mentioned that Lawson does very well under pressure, mm-hmm. which you saw that really come through this time because he was buzzing in very quickly. He was trying, I think, to get bonuses down very quickly quickly as well but like you could really see him working hard yeah um to the best of his ability very very focused um so yeah that's something that i noticed for sure but i feel like unlike routes uh mm. lawson wasn't able to get his teammates to kind of uh, speed up a little bit yeah and and maybe when they didn't know he could have passed i think if he had done that a bit more they might have been able to catch up with one or two more starters and then maybe get on even pegging even. yeah well i think there's a difference between if you don't know at all then you can say no sorry no idea yeah but I think it's because they kind of knew or thought that they knew or it just escaped them. And that's mm. that's a dangerous one. It's yeah, been, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm not quite sure. And yeah, that's where you waste time. In, the, in this case, it really did come down to seconds. It know? did, especially at the end. I felt like if they were a little bit fast on the bonuses... They mm. could have squeezed out a few more points and... Closed the gap. Possibly. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we should maybe talk about some of the questions. Mm-hmm. We already mentioned, you know, the Infinity Stones question. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I also, I mean, talking about Maudlin working quite well together, I thought there was this um, question on the Greek alphabet, kind mm-hmm. of putting together from well, the first two letters of one word and the last letters of another word that to one get was... an, a letter of the Greek alphabet. I thought it was really fun and interesting to see the Maudlin team working together. Exactly. Um, even, even Paxman said it after the end of that bonus round. Yeah. And it was really fun because mm. it's... Everyone was involved. Yeah, and also right? they've had a few of these questions in University Challenge in the past. Yeah, putting and, together a word, right, from pieces of other words. Or and at first you think, oh, this is so difficult. But if you get one of those correct, if you know one off the top of your head, then... It's a piece of the puzzle, yeah. Yeah, and you can start the duck deducing based off either your knowledge of the Greek alphabet or maybe what would make sense mm. based on that stuff. Yeah. And I only got one wrong, uh, which mm. was the first one, and that's just because Penzance, Theta, you yeah. know, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, yeah, the other question that I liked was the one on French verbs with common infinitives. That one was fun, <laughs> especially because... All right, either Pexman can't or yeah. won't pronounce the words correctly. Prondra. Yeah, Prondra. <laughs> Not even trying there. Yeah, and then the other one's like, 
It's ten years. Oh my god, Paxman. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know you are a quintessential Englishman in many regards, yeah. but you know, yeah. you've been to Europe. You know how to pronounce this stuff correctly. Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's deliberate. I think. I think it is deliberate. Mm. So yeah, that was pretty fun because you know I've been studying French. You've been studying a bit of French. Yeah, uh, it was fun to put... study a bit of French. I used to live in France. Oh wow! How Look at dare you, you. flexing? Well, not really. My French sucks. <laughs> uh, another one which I thought was quite. Fun was British place names which have a presidential name inside oh, of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good because that was one of the ones where I went. Oh, I got that one, and that lot didn't. Because, <laughs> which one did you get? Uh, Shepherd's Bush. Oh. It's because I was just thinking of place names in London, and you know, like I think it was. I've heard a mm. place with Bush in it before, and then I mm. got to it, and the clue was, oh, this is where QPR have their Queens Park Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, shows that Warwick don't know their football. Yes. But what they do know, and this was the most fun. Mm-hmm. Apparently, route. Kind of knows some designers. <laughs> yeah, Versace and Mary Quant. I mean, Versace, you can kind of guess. They're, they're pretty... I, everyone well. at least recognizes the name Versace, Versace And right? I think that was the dress that Jennifer Lopez wore and made famous, I think. You know what? I have seen that dress before. This was from the early 2000s, I think. 2010, I think. Is 2002? No, 2000, yeah. Yeah, really long time ago. Yeah, because that's before pretty much every um, red carpet walk has... Uh, I think yes. half the people going on have this dress like that. This was back when it was still kind of risque. Yeah. And that's a memorable dress. Mm. Nah. Mm-hmm. And then they struck out on the other two, but hey, you know, <laughs> Good considering again. it's a team of four very STEM-heavy dudes, yeah, <laughs> I think that was quite well done. Yeah, definitely not in their wheelhouse, but, uh, they, you know, two out of four. Yeah, I think I ever heard Pollard saying, I know less than nothing about this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Which is, hey, you know, I have a negative enough. amount of knowledge about this. We should mention the music round because, you know, we should. It wasn't necessarily... Super interesting because it was once again a piece of classical music. Mm-hmm. Thank God it wasn't another opera aria mm. because I am kind of tired of hearing those. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting because it was pieces based on the chromatic scales. Okay. And that's very interesting because you don't... I remember... I normally associate those two things? Well, I think it's mainly because, you know, when you're learning music, you do learn the chromatic scales, especially on a piano. But... Yeah. I always thought that it was just a way to warm up the fingers mm, or okay. more of a technical exercise, not mm. something you actually composed with. Mm-hmm. And those pieces were actually quite lovely, which is, you know, good. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, the music wasn't particularly fun or interesting. It's not like uh, all the music from the 1940s that opened you suspiciously <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. Or Atlanta-based hip-hop, which Surf Clyde knew very nothing of. unsuspiciously knew nothing about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a fun music round again because... Mm. We had two fun picture rounds this time round. Yes, we did. So we, did. we have a kind of standard music round, is it? Yeah, a bit... yeah, something for us millennials. Yeah, or Gen Z, I guess. Yeah. Oh god, I'm, I'm feeling aches in my bones <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, yeah, so shall we move into some stats? No, of course we should. Okay, so courtesy of UC Stats Twitter account. So the final score of a two hundred to Warwick and one sixty to Modlin. Yeah. Um, so Warwick got about 10 out of 12 starter questions. Very impressive. Uh, Modlin got 8 out of 10. So, you know, you can see really how close this really was. Really did come down to two starter questions, literally. Yeah. Um, bonus questions wise, Warwick got 20 out of 30. Mm-hmm. And Modlin got 17 out of 24. Actually, yeah, those stats are actually very, very close. Yeah. So actually, uh, Modlin got a higher percentage of their bonus questions, correct? Mm. I mean, that's 66% to... Well, it's about... Uh, so modeling got about 71% of their bonuses correct. Warwick got 66. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, 66th and 16th recurring. Yeah. But who's counting? Mm. So actually, Maudlin were a bit stronger on the bonuses. So they did take a while yeah. longer than Warwick did, which perhaps explains this. And yeah. then again, it was because it took so long that I think made them lose out on starters. So, you know, it, this is really kind of... It's, it's a, a bit, tough question, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, like, so which do you which do you prioritize, right? Getting more starters or actually spending time on bonuses, I guess. You and just have to be fast and good both at the same time. I guess. Yeah, mm. and I think Warwick are able to do it because they have mm. very strong deductive reasoning when it comes to the bonus questions, even if they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They're still able to... Actually, more often than not, strike mm. gold. Even yeah. if they don't quite get it right, they're close enough... Yeah. At least I think they're close enough considering um, the variation of Route's scowl, mm-hmm. depending on whether or not he thinks he was close enough in the answer or not. Yeah. And then, I mean, Braid, obviously, extremely impressive with four um, out of four starter questions. Very good, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Route, obviously, not only is he a good captain, but he's got a very impressive range of knowledge outside of maths. Yeah. You know, fashion included somehow. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I wish he would uh, work on that uh, fashion knowledge a little bit more. But... <laughs> I know. Kind you of know. make it his thing, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what we said last week? We want the Warwick team to show up in, in drag next time. Well, at least now we know he knows some fashion designers. Exactly. So he knows See, things are, things are connecting. The things stars are, are aligning, finally. <laughs> no, we will not let this big go. No, not at all. Never. Um, I don't think it's quite time yet for best dress. So I mentioned before that I think that we're going to see Warwick go through to the end. I definitely expect, fully expect to see them in the finals. Yeah, I mean... It's too early to tell who's going to be facing them in the semi-finals mm. because we have to see who wins the next uh, few. Yeah, my money's sets. on Belial, but we'll see. We'll see. I think Belial have the best chance of knocking them out. I think so. Birkbeck maybe, depending. Mm. They did lose their first uh, matchup in mm. this quarterfinal. That was a bit of an upset. That was a bit of a surprise upset as well. That's the thing because I'm allowing for that. Maybe if that was a bit of a bad day for them. Mm. Rather than them being actually outclassed. Yeah. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, I would not be surprised if Warwick do win. And I wouldn't be that upset because whilst we have talked about in the past how it's better to see more you know diverse teams yeah. with a better representation of what the UK and the mm, uh, UK student body, student body is mm. considering Warwick have not won or been in the competition since 2007 pretty much yeah so I guess they do they are from an underrepresented category perhaps yeah and to some extent yeah I mean so long as it's not another Oxbridge team winning yeah I think that we will all be fairly happy with whoever wins yeah. Yeah. This time round. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it, the only thing left to talk about now is obviously the best dressed. Mm-hmm. Of course, the most anticipated. Exactly, and you would think that since we're dancing around it a little bit, that maybe we'd go give it a route. No. Close. If there was a reward for most improved best dressed, <laughs> then Rat would get it. But uh, this time, I think we're going to go with Payne on Morden. Yes, because she had some really lovely knitwear going on. That was on. some gorgeous knitwear that she was yeah, wearing. Yeah, red with kind of floral pattern across the neck and chest. That was... It felt like it was more of a snowflake pattern, yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that was very lovely. Really theology for ministry vibes. Absolutely. She yeah. definitely looked was giving some Vicar of Dibley kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she was. And I would say, not that the rest of the team were slouches, um, it's just that they were being very consistent in how they dressed. Yeah, kind of, you know, block colours. I feel like Lawson's worn that same shirt every single time he's been on the programme. Yeah, really? Maybe. I mean, he looks good in it. It's just, I always feel like it's a light blue colour. Maybe Mm. he just has several light blue shirts. Could have, yeah. And Burn, yeah, I think I've seen that t-shirt before as well. (laughs) Possibly. And I think we've given... 
Spain best dress before as well. Possibly. Yeah. And on the, the work side, I feel like Pollard and Braid also wear something very similar all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just conservative uh, jumpers. Yeah, I feel like shirts. only um, Route and Burrow were wearing just proper shirts, right? Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it was nice to see a bit of a yeah, change. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely no uh, court hold uh, wild uh, lineup <laughs> like it was last season. Yeah. You know, what's Colin going to wear this week? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we'll see. If, if they make it to the finals, uh, there's going to be high expectations, at least from us. Yes. Yeah, maybe we should start, uh, you know, influencing them. I know. How? It's, I mean, it's probably already been uh, recorded. So I know, it's probably finished. It makes no difference whatsoever, but you know. Our podcast has no bearing on anything in this life. Exactly. We have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> We've never yeah. claimed to know anything we're talking about. We're yes. complete armchair um, quiz show panelists. But uh, yeah, thank you all for listening to us time and time again it's it's very nice to see that we have a following and yeah. people um yeah talking to us reaching out on twitter email and other platforms yeah we've really appreciated all of you know the current or former players getting in touch with us giving us sometimes they'll pick up on the curtain sometimes mm. just you know lavishing us in um, <laughs> praise or correcting us when we first slipped up mm-hmm. you know thank you james from straff clyde for pointing out that i got sasanak wrong yeah mayor culpa <laughs> I should not have tried to uh, use my memory from a show I watched halfway five years ago to remember a word. Yeah, all in good fun. All in good fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you want to keep on listening to our increasingly rambly (laughs) podcasts, you can find us uh, on Twitter at uh, ICTO2Podcast. Yeah, we're also on Instagram as I got that one. And you can also send us an email at ICTOPodcast at gmail.com. And we're found wherever you can find uh, podcasts these days. Mm -hmm. You you name it, it's probably there. Just give a search. Mm -hmm. uh, Tell your friends, tell your family. If you are on iTunes, we would love it if you could give us a review. Mm -hmm. Five stars if you think we're worth five stars. Please give us a five stars. That really helps with the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, (laughs) apart from that, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Yeah, and it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye-bye.